things matter outside of the cage like this podcast that proves fighting's way easier out here or what happened after UFC 241, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rap Esparza. Rap, how are you doing? Is it still going on? I wish it was. A lot of good stuff happened, as we talk about yeah. later. Stipe Miocic critiques his own performance, but who was the star of the show? Of the UFC 241? Mm-hmm. That would definitely be one, Nate Diaz. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm joking at him with his sunglasses on. <laughs> the reporters having to be like front wow. left front i'm right over here <laughs> uh can you i'm actually pointing a light at you can you see this i have a sign that says this reporter it's uh written on a flotation device you were the one that was like you have to watch every bit of it i was like got it so i had seen him mm. on jail john anik and henry cejudo's Henry Cejudo has no idea how to interview people, by the way. He's just like, so no. uh, what's it like to come back from three years? Chael's amazing because Chael waits until someone asks about GSP and then is like, is that something you or your brother would be like, let me ask you about it. And John Anik, you know, is just doing his normal. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, that's good. And it was like a fun juxtaposition. Love the Chael question. What did you uh, give me your thoughts overall on the performance? We're going to talk to Nate Diaz later in the podcast, but this is pretty epic. Here's what you should know, in my opinion, of the very short clip I saw of Chael trying to talk over Nate Diaz. So Chael's always known as the guy who's got the charisma and is uh, the more interesting, verbose, comic relief, if you would. But he couldn't get an word in edgewise that would make a bigger laugh than Diaz's more subtle, like, nah, that's fucking stupid. Like, why are you fucking it? Nah, that's not it. And it's just like his timing was overcapping Chael to the point where Chael was laughing at him verbally throughout. Then when you got, I guess it was Cejudo, who was looking over at Diaz, and Diaz just goes, yeah, that's great. What, three years I've been gone, now you're a champ? Like, wow. Look at that. But here's the thing. Look at some of these guys who won in three years and then look at me. Like, I'll still be here, dog. But who knows where those three-year champs are going to be. And I was like, holy shit. He just fucking <laughs> ruined and buried Saludo. Like, he didn't just win <laughs> one fight. He was winning multiple fights after the fight. <laughs> and he without people knowing they everybody. were in a fight with him. That's amazing. Yeah. So he did- then, then... Then, Kevin, we have to talk about the fact that during his presser, they try to get him to talk about another heel because they figured, like, oh, here comes our Stone Cold Steve Austin, our anti-hero who people love to get behind because he smokes CBD at a weigh-in and he's just, yeah, he hates it and middle fingers and yeah, motherfuckers. Well, when he got brought out to talk to Press Row with his sunglasses on and they go, what do you think of Colby Covington? And he goes, I don't know who that is. <laughs> And they go, well, he's the guy, he's the interim champ. Is he good? And they go, well, I mean, yeah, he's the interim champ. And they're like, wait, wait, is he? It was the actual rhetorical equivalent. I was quite (laughs) impressed. I was like, I don't know if he's fucking with me. But they, he was like, who's that? They're like, he was in the crowd was screaming, fuck you, Colby, too. He's like, I hear that. 
<laughs> like, okay. Uh, what what weight is he at? Was my favorite because they were like, "Is that something maybe you'd be interested in?" He's like, "Don't know." It was unbelievable. So I don't know if you saw me put this up on Instagram, but there's definitely a a spiritual connection to Mariah Carey. Years ago, Mariah Carey was asked what she thought about Jennifer Lopez. And they're like, okay, cool. You know, hey, Mariah Carey, what do you think about Beyonce? And she goes, oh, my God, I love her. She's great. So much energy. Just a great person. Good soul. Cool. What do you think about Jennifer Lopez? I don't know her. (laughs) And they're like, but you obviously know who she is. It's Jennifer Lopez. I don't know her. She played Selena. Just like shaking her head the whole time. Like, you know, Mariah Carey goddamn knows who the fuck Jennifer Lopez is. But it's the quickest way to dismiss somebody when you just go, I don't know her. Mm-mm. And the and fighter version like. of that is. It was the bro no version of that was atheist. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part was you talk about him playing that card. If he really was playing it, then bravo to him. But the thing that made it seem at least just a smidge more innocent was what he just goes. I mean, if he's good, yeah, it's fine. But like, I'm just going to fight good people, dog. Like that's what I want. And I thought maybe he doesn't know because yeah, Diaz probably shows up when he shows up, but he's somebody who I actually imagine when he says, I don't watch fights. If it's not me or my brother or my, my buddies, I could actually imagine him just tuning it out or looking at somebody and be like, who the fuck's that dork? I feel 100% like if you spent a whole week with Nate Diaz, it's like, how much time did he spend fighting? They're like, I don't know, five, six hours. It's like, how much time did he spend playing this racing game on PS4? Like most of the night, every night. <laughs> Get super baked. <laughs> Like you could sell me anything. I mean, does does the trial obviously stays in shape, does a lot of training jujitsu, loves jujitsu. We heard via some of the various reports that's why his wrestling was good because he has a lot of wrestlers in his gym now, which was another fun revelation where he's like, I don't even mean to. I just wrestle. <laughs> it's like this guy from the joint which started the whole thing off, I guess we should preface all the way to the point where we're talking about now. And the next segment of the interview I want to give an honorable mention to is when the reporter tried to say, how are you going to leverage this situation? And you could see him getting like somewhat upset at the question, but also somewhat like, (laughs) the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm Nate Diaz. Like, I'm getting paid. Do you see how much money I got? Like, You guys won't shut the fuck up. And I've been gone for three years. I loved the way he finally was like, how am I going to? How am I gonna? It's leveraged. Because just like he kept, oh, he was like, I got nothing for that question. I think I'm. It's like if I had a plan, I would tell you all. <laughs> but I'm just doing it. So this is amazing. Here's where I had multiple reactions to it. The first was, oh no, he might not know what leverage means. That's rude. He got it. Don't do that to him. Then the second response was, hmm. Because if you ask me, Kev, how are you going to like you'd be like, Rav, how are you going to leverage this podcast? You're next thing I'd be like, oh, well, I mean, this podcast is a great platform to go to other things and it's great. But to ask a Diaz brother who's not known as a. A Nobel laureate, one might say, 
and you really throw that big word like, hey, you're going to leverage this to go further? And he's like, Dog, I'm in the UFC. How much further can I go? Like, what the fuck do you mean leverage this? And it's just like them saying like, well, aren't you going to use this kind of as a stepping stool? And all? he's just like, dude, I don't care. Just fucking give me Jorge Masvidal. That's all I really want right now. We're and Kevin, the use of the term gangster the- weight. Yeah, I did see gangster weight. I heard gangster weight. I don't know what that is. You just don't tell people. <clears throat> you just show it's the up weight they're at, dog. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> that's actually awesome if that's what it is. <laughs> I, I was hoping it had a little bit more science behind it. It's like it's this diet only. You're not allowed to be awake during the hour, daytime. Uh I expect that they wanted him to be like, I'm gonna start a weed business or I'm gonna start a alcohol business, but it's like he's probably more likely to enter American Ninja Warrior. Big winner of the weekend is Nate Diaz. Second biggest winner, I yes. think, is Nick Diaz. Third biggest winner might be John Jones somehow. I don't know how that accidentally happened in the whole Daniel Cormier thing, but it might have. There's a couple things that we should probably address because uh, I'm not sure how people are up on this. But it also in the time that we were gone, apparently Conor McGregor punched an old man. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, not the old man. Conor McGregor. <laughs> What Correct. is his deal? Why is he punching old men? And why is Dana White like me? He acted like principal belding about the whole situation. Like that was a year ago. Like what the fuck you mean? Wait, wait. And it that wasn't. It makes me laugh more than when they show or they talk to Dana. And granted, it's a rough week. It's a big fight week. So getting Dana's time, I'm sure he's edgy. But then looking over at Dana and going, what are your thoughts on Conor McGregor? And he's like, that happened in fucking April. You go. Correct. That is. Why haven't you done anything? What What does that mean? Ago. It happened in April. It was, it was four is there a statue ago. of limitations for Connor? Like I don't really understand what that means. So it was refreshing though to see one thing, which is that an old man can now withstand Connor McGregor's left hand. That did actually set his reputation back a little bit. I saw the buzz. Everybody was like, yeah. universally, two things. One, <clears throat> this is not okay, Connor. You're not allowed to look, just look like they what they just learned on Bachelor in Paradise. And Raph, if I may, I think a valuable lesson here. Two of the men got into a physical altercation. Really, one of them attacked them because he didn't like his pinata tactic with one of the ladies. Who hasn't been there? Throws him, and they both get kicked out, which bullshit. Back to the whole belding situation. Like, make a difficult choice. One guy started it. The physical violence could not be tolerated outside of and i i think that's an extremely important part of this so anytime it does happen and conor mcgregor once again being a d-bag outside of and just punches an old man for not liking your shitty whiskey i'm gonna exclusively not buy a bottle in the hopes that i get punched by conor mcgregor because now one i know the second principle it's not good enough to knock out an old irishman so it probably won't hurt me but we're both gonna get paid that's how I feel about the whole situation. It's pretty sad. Why are you hitting old men in the bar? couple things. Like, are you bored? Well, Kev. Nate Diaz will fight you again. Um, I heard him, I think. I can think I, he said I'd fight him again. Can I say what I think is maybe the logical explanation for this? If we're trying to find one, and it may or may not exist. I'm not sure. He's been attending church <sighs> with John Jones. They've been seeing the same pastor, and that guy has views. 
the thing that occurred to me in the comment section was when they said Conor McGregor punches an old man and they said, is this at an Irish pub? Like in Ireland kind of a thing? Because isn't that just kind of a normal day? And I thought about that comment long and hard and I said, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe that's why we're all just kind of so laissez-faire about this whole thing. And maybe we're so used to it because Conor McGregor's done crazy shit where once he's already peaked with the whole dolly throwing incident i mean can anything come as a shock anymore especially when we have somebody uh who i think just months ago was saying listen john jones is bad okay he's really bad but conor mcgregor's done worse and conor probably heard that and went oh i need to up my fucking worst game then shit i haven't run over a pregnant lady yet Uh oh (laughs) into so maybe into Uh, that's the whole UFC 241. It's like Diaz is back and we've missed no time at all. Suddenly the whole world is exploded with news and weirdness. Okay, Connor's like, this is the week to punch. Did you have the moment that I had, which was, how strange is it that now Diaz is the one who ended up okay? Like, the person who came in who used to create brawls outside and talked like he was a gangster, would freely smoke up, didn't care, rebelled against the man, is now Dana White's when they asked him at the very end and they said, hey, is Nate Diaz now at Ronda and Connor level? At the very end going, yeah. (laughs) It's just... So great to see Data resign to say, yeah, he wasn't a needle pusher then. But he's a <sighs> needle pusher now, which sounds more sexual than it is. Speaking of, it is. head on over to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. You're going to find the best hey! hip placement underwear jujitsu has to buy. They have a huge apparel for men and women, all of your grappling needs, and it's in that same beautiful geese size with that beautiful sleek coloring. I personally love the navy. You can always find me in that or the gray. Head on over to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Make some pretty good shipping deals if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Check it out. Head on over to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Raft. I want to skip mm. to Connecticut. No, uh, you went well, to Connecticut. Kinetic. You went to Connecticut for <sighs> no. a kinesiology thing. What did you go to? <laughs> yes, I went to the Uriah Faber led Kinetic grappling event. It kinetic. is Kinetic, a- not Connecticut. Nothing like that. I, I don't really know. I went there and Uriah Faber told me in person. I can't really tell you yes or no. Cool. I thought it was Kinetic. But it could be kinetic. I think kinetic rolls off the tongue a little bit better. I'll forward that to him. But you can see my interview with Uriah and also Team BJJ Fanatics, which consisted of Lachlan Giles, Bedwin Najmi, Nikki Rodriguez, Gordon Ryan, and Team Captain Craig Jones. I was the only one to assemble all five. That is an effing ringer team if I've ever heard one, by the way. That is a ridiculous group. Three of them do train at the same gym, but still. What was the size? Yeah, what was the was, weight 
beefy? Like, what was the what's Nick Rodriguez pulling? It was nine forty. Is the total weight for all of the competitors? So I think what they did was they went up to Edwin Najmi and they said, "Could you lose half of your body? Do you, by chance, need both legs? What's mm-hmm. your just uh... okay? Well, pretty cool event though. I haven't seen it. I don't know exactly where you can watch it. Fight Pass. Perfect. Oh, is it on Fight Pass? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> God, I I always have now completely forgotten Fight Pass exists. I'm like, oh, that's right. Because as soon as you Honestly, ESPN so Plus does came Fight over, Pass too. Fight Pass forgets too. I was like, what do we have to load? We closed down two months ago. Fight we Pass didn't? does this thing where when it's a fight night, it'll look at you and go, what are you doing here? Go to ESPN Plus, man. Don't waste your time here. And I go, wait, Fight Pass, we have a thing. I'm still ordering you for some strange reason. It's like, yeah, dog, we know. <sighs> Just don't look at me. Just go away. Don't look at me anymore. And I'm like, if I pass, no. had the budget to do a sketch, no one would watch. It would be about us hosting <laughs> at the UFC Fight Pass, like the UFC Fight Pass Awards. It's just like sadness. Three people have committed suicide since the award show started. That's regrettable. But uh, we're still here. Rav and I are having a great time. We're going to present the next award. The next passy goes to. The passies. That's that's the type of stuff they miss out on in our SNL pitch meetings. That would be, uh, they would love that, I bet. I'm sorry. Lauren would just go. UFC's online streaming platform. Right. Well, we're just going to do the cheerleaders again. We're just going to bring out Will. He's in town. Cecily has a... Maya's also here. She's great. (laughs) I have a dinner with Mick, and afterwards, I think we're going to go see Danny, and it's going to be great. Marty Short may show up as well. You're describing how this grappling team was picked for... It's essential. And the worst part is... I'll take Craig Jones. (laughs) I'll take Gordon Ryan. Who's Edwin Najmi? Yep, Najmi with his skills. I'll take Giles. Like it's Can such I a... tell you, though? In my interview, there was almost a moment where I just looked at them and all and just straight out said, shame on you. Shame on you all. How dare you? This is too much. But I did at one point ask Gordon. I think it was Gordon. And it might have been Edwin as well. But it was... What's wrong with you guys? Look at this team. This is, come on. Come on. Don't, mm-mm. Because Lachlan Giles took out a whole team by himself. Are you serious? <sighs> it was, yeah, it was rough. Lachlan Giles got out there and we made a meme where Craig Jones, the only thing that Craig Jones did the whole night was he just walked over to Lachlan Giles and he's like, hey, Lachie, you're doing a great job, bud. You need some water? <laughs> and Lachlan's like, yeah, I'm fine. I have, like, Rico Rodriguez I'm going against next. And they're like, I know. Get out there. Good job. Earn our pay. Bye. <laughs> First is expensive. Well, good for Uriah. I love it. I love the uh, – I like the team events. I think it's a huge – I think it's a huge opportunity in terms of what's next for what people want to see in grappling, which is at a stalemate. We are currently in a in a stalemate about what people want to see from a grappling event. Feels pretty fair. Yep. And I'll tell you this much, Kev. Drop it at 15 minutes into a huge podcast, but it's fair. 
Well, Uriah seems very, very excited to actually be a part of grappling. So there's that. And before we, we transition, let's talk about this last thing because what's to that? have him. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's so stoked. He's so happy. And I got a great quote from him in regards to him wanting to fight Henry Cejudo. So we got that going too. But here's what I want you guys to know. And this is what we end on before we go to talking with our good friend Cody Steele. Over the weekend, it was uh, revealed in an embedded episode or one of their UFC things behind the scenes that uh, Ben Askren saw footage finally of Anthony Pettis seeing the knockout. And they are teammates. And Pettis was filmed as saying, yeah, I saw that, man. Uh, I know I shouldn't like it, but that was fucking awesome. And all of a sudden you see people starting to instigate. And of all people, who's going to instigate? Ben Askren, but one Dylan Dennis, who was able to outsmart him and say, I bet I can get him to be angry about it. And lo and behold, Ben Askren goes, yes, Ben. Or he's like, yes, D- uh, Dylan Dennis. I do have some questions about that loyalty. We're supposed to be friends. And I thought that that's supposed to carry over. And Kev, you know who was else uh, was uh, handing out L's left and right continuously? Who? Jorge Masvidal goes, Hey, brother, way to really make it all about you on the night your guy's fighting at UFC 241. Real good teammate yourself. <laughs> Boom. Gangster weight. Hashtag. Take that shit. Let's talk some fights. UFC 241. Oh, that was a fun little thing. Kev, you'll be happy to know that when I did my post-match interview with the winner of Combat Jiu-Jitsu, it was last week's guest. So that does make things a lot of fun. Oh, you already knew each other. That's nice. It's always good when there's some kinship. You were like, hey, you got smack-talked crazily, but today you were doing the smacking. Tell us what inspired you out there. Is that how you started it, Rob? Not really, but I did ask him how much of his win was due to us. And surprisingly, he said a lot. I'm I'm calling bullshit, but I love it. I'm not. I think we we put a lot of work into them. We were making sure he was prepped mentally to go through the war of over 50 minutes of grappling, which no thank you for me. But here's what's important, though, Kevin. Not only did he have an amazing showing there, and I got to be real with you, when they start getting down to the final four, all I'm begging for is they speak English. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, whoever is going to be at the end that I interview, for the love of God, please be able to speak to me Are without you a translator. they might only speak 10th Planet? Nailed them! <laughs> Boom <laughs> roasted! So now, as we enter into that stretch, I was very happy to see it came down to both Nathan Orchard and our guest. And our guest prevailed. And our guest was a fucking monster throughout the day, slapping people left and right, doing... Really, really great things for the great state of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Cody Steele. Cody, how are you doing, sir? What's up? I'm doing good. How's everyone doing over there? Damn. Pretty good. Do you feel sore at all? Because I didn't want to ask you on video if you felt sore, but it's been a day now. So you've had some time to recoup. Yeah, I'm definitely sore. Like, like I think it was... As we were leaving, my adrenaline started to 
kicked down and then I was getting in the cold and I started like just limping. I was like, wow, my legs hurt really bad. My shoulders, my traps, like my back. I was like, God damn. Like I felt like I did like a marathon or something. I, know, I felt pretty fucked up. And then today um, I'm pretty sore and stuff, but I'll probably figure it out tomorrow. I'll do some recovery. It'll be all good. It'll be all good. What does that mean? Recovery? <laughs> um, I go to this place. Uh, it's called Restore. And they they help me recover like they do IVs. They help me with um, like cryos and Normatex, and they stretch me out. So they they take they take good care of me over there. Hell yeah! All right, so I'm a little starstruck. You beat Nathan Orchard in the finals. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What? Tell me about. Okay, who slapped you the hardest the whole day? Who slapped you and you were like? That motherfucker. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of, I kind of slipped a lot of the, the dodge. I think it hit too much. So I guess like the guy who hit me the most, and that was just because he was on top the most. Was the second, my second match was with like John Paul, and mm. he, uh, he, he like threw in a bunch of them. I, I felt like I slipped a good amount of them, but like he landed obviously some of them. He threw like an eight piece or a twelve piece combo at me, and then <laughs> I. I ate, I ate a few of them, but I mean, they weren't, they weren't too much. They weren't too bad. And then sometimes I'd be walking in and some, somebody would like stick me with one and I was like, Oh fuck. And then I'd start throwing some shit. So yeah, I don't know. Like I would guess John Paul would hit me the most. It's a great question, Kev, for a number of reasons. Number one, I was taking photos as it was happening. So they definitely were coming close to me on a number of occasions, and I could hear the slaps. And in particular, a match with uh, Jean-Paul, you guys were very close to me in particular. So I started having to move my camera a lot. I'm pretty sure you see me do this throughout the tournament, or when the guys get a little too close to the edge, I would just put my all of my expensive equipment very far <laughs> and underneath them because I kept looking over and being like, they're not going to stop. They're going to keep going. And I definitely heard uh, Jean-Paul kind of like taking some body shots. Uh, I think when you had him in guard or whatever. And I will say this though, you seemed to have a smile on your face when you got to slap because it was allowed. And then every <laughs> once in a good while, when you were standing up, which you're not supposed to, you'd accidentally, like, in the transition to standing up, would accidentally let one go and look at your opponent and go, ah, I'm sorry. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had a rule. Uh, it was like, you can have, if you have one knee on the ground, you cannot hit them. But it used to be, but they changed it. It's like, all right, now if you have one knee on the ground, you cannot. If you have two knees on the ground, then you can smack them. So they're saying, like, if you go for a single leg, and I'm holding his leg, and I have one knee up on the ground. You can't hit him. But if I have, if he keeps two knees on the ground, you can. But I was kind of like, man, that's that's like that's playing with that's playing with fire. Like if you try to use that as a strategy, I feel like we're just like I'm just reacting at this point. I don't even see where your feet are at. I just know you're way lower than me. So I was just like throwing shit sometimes. Like sometimes I would see someone's face, and I would just try to whip my my, my hand out there real quick and snag him real quick. But. Well, you, you definitely subscribe to the ask for forgiveness later. So I, I kind of got that vibe on you. And I thought of it as I was watching you do it. I go, I don't know that I would be much different because if I'm being honest here, uh, when I saw that they had that knee down rule when the very, very beginning of combat jujitsu, I couldn't help but think like, why don't people just 
do like a video game combo where you just put your knee down and then how you get them all the way back to fucking the other side <laughs> with a slap. Um, yeah. Who'd you hit so, the hardest? Who'd you slap the hardest? Uh, man, I don't know. I kind of got some good licks on everybody, to be honest. I had like my first match. Um, his name is like a Khalil Khalifi. I can't ever really say his name. He's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. He's like a he's a really tough black belt, and uh, he plays a lot of like sit sit up guard shit on shin, and he just plays more guard in general. And the mm-hmm. first time, like this was a, this was my first match, my first fight, and he pulls guard. We stand up, and he pulls guard, and I was like, okay, great. And then he kind of stood up. I kind of relaxed a little bit. I just fucking whipped one right out and smashed him right in the face. And then I started smacking his legs a lot, like the inside of his thighs a lot. And then I just started mixing them up, going to the face, to the like, <clears throat> to the legs, to the face, and then. Uh, matches after that, like if sometimes someone would leave leave like a face open or they leave something open, I would just try to smack them real quick. And I think I got a kind of got some licks on everybody. Like the last one I got on Orchard, I got like a real big one right to the face. And I don't know, he was running, he was like going backwards. So I don't know if he had both of his knees on the mat or if he had one, he was coming up. I don't know, but I just like whipped one out and caught him in the face on the way up. So I know I got him pretty good right there too. So Raph. I got I got some good slaps yeah. in. If the other fighters gave Cody an award that wasn't champion, because he earned that one, if they mm. gave him one, what would it have been? Was he the bully? Was there somebody else that was the bully? But it sounds like it might have been him. I honestly think he had the best transition from uh, angry competing face to that was so much fun. Thanks, guys, uh, out of all the competitors, because he definitely had a focused face for some really tough opponents. There was one thing I do want to kind of go on the same verge of asking here though. Uh, Cody Karen face in the the, the Midwest communities. Right, right, right. No, he didn't have the full bangs uh, to be able to pull that off. The thing that I'm, I'm most concerned about here with Cody was, did you register? Because you were mentioning the slaps, and you did get a number of really good ones. I think you implemented it well, and that's always a concern I have for people who do combat jiu-jitsu. But did you get a sense of the crowd? Because when you were slapping the inside of the thighs, I definitely heard some people go, oh, yeah, you can do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I heard him go, ooh, ah, ah, like that. But, um... It's funny because when I would like talk to some of the fighters and stuff, they were like, I mean, yeah, you're not getting punched in the face. You're just getting slapped and it doesn't, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as punching. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But I'm going to keep like slamming your thighs because I think I was like slamming his thighs and he was like not even flinching. He was just taking it and taking it. And they're like, his corner man was like, oh, I was like, we don't, we don't care about those. We don't care about those. But I was using them to kind of like set up, uh, set up mm-hmm. face shots. But he like was just sitting in the pocket with them. So I just kept slamming and slamming and slamming. And then his inside of his thighs got really red. And then I got in the middle and then I'd start fading to his legs and he kind of put his hands down and then I would like throw some real fast ones up top. And then, um, yeah, I kind of just like, I tried to make it more as like, like just like a street fight. Like I tried to take like everybody, I was in the warm up room and me and my coach, we were sitting around like kind of looking around and everybody's like doing these jujitsu rolls and like these jujitsu techniques on the ground from the bottom and I was just like, looking around, I was like, I was talking to my coach, I was like, look, if I put my foot here and I hold your foot here, you think I could fucking smash you from here real good? You think I could get a good angle to smash you? And it was like, yeah, like, okay, well, I'm going to look to like throw hands and fucking do more combat. And, you know, we're doing combat jitsu, so let's, I'm going to try to focus on this combat, you know, it sounds more fun and looks more fun. Who's your coach? Give him a shout out. 
uh, Rodrigo Cabral. Oh, like, it was people the call main him, man. Like, All right. Yeah. We we tell, like, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, people are like, who's your instructor? I'll be like, it's uh, Rodrigo Cabral. They're like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I'm like, uh, Bukutu. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. so, I well, it was very nice that by. I also got the opportunity to, to talk with you before everything, you know, went into action. And you're just like, oh, here's my coach, super casual. And I was like, oh, hello. Hi. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, there are so many people that you know about when you do interviews that you don't necessarily meet, but sometimes people think you know each other. He's definitely somebody mm-hmm. I've just never really met met before, let alone uh, with an introduction like that. So it was just very nice where I was like, well, I don't want to interrupt you guys because clearly you're working on strategy as you're staring at everybody in the room. And now that I know that, the worst thing that you ever hear in jiu-jitsu is when somebody's like showing a move or a technique and then you have the instructor go, hey, can you come over here? Can I try this on you real quick? That's always prone for bad, bad results. I feel like it's even worse <laughs> now knowing that you're like, hey, you know, we were just looking at some combat. Um, can you stand right here? Because I'm trying to figure out if I could slap the fuck out of your face right now. So. Yes. <laughs> but, Cody, there was one person I think that yelled it out. I think it was during your match with JP, which, by the way, he's a an actual MMA fighter. So, like... I heard some of those thuds, and, uh, you know, he, he picked his spots pretty well. But when you were slapping him, there was somebody in the crowd, and I think it might have been Hose Gracie, who was yelling out, I don't like that. <laughs> Did you hear that part? Did that register with you, or you were just in the zone? Uh, I was definitely in the zone. But okay. I I already knew, because they were, like, talking about him a lot. Like, they're saying, oh, he fought Gordon Ryan, and. I was like, oh, I do remember, like, that kid fighting Gordon Ryan a very long time ago. And I remember him, like, they were always talking about him, like, oh, he's a very good, like, high school California wrestler. And he was, like, and I saw him fight Gordon, and he got subbed by Gordon. But he was, like, getting out of things. He was super explosive and stuff. So I was like, that kid. And then I knew he was, like, some, like, he's training with, like, Brian Ortega. And he was, like, uh, he's, like, an MMA dude. And I already knew that. So, like, I was like, yeah, this kid's going to be tough as fuck. Gonna have cardio for days, and he's gonna, uh, he's just gonna be like, he's just gonna be real explosive. Like, I already know this. And then, um, so I kind of like went into that match. I was like, yeah, but I think positional wise, I'll be able to get him. So then I started, and then I went, and he like, I kind of went for his leg, and then he just bloop, he like greased right out of me. Like, my hands were like mm. slipping. I couldn't, I couldn't hold on to anything. And, I was like, fuck. And then, like, I was chasing him. I got his back. And then I went to take the back, but everything was just so slippery. He was just, like, sliming everywhere. So I was like, man, like, me, like, trying to, like, contain this kid is, like, is, like, going to waste way too much of my energy because, like, I can't, I can't even hold him, you know? And because he said it was, it was, like, the grease or whatever from his, like, braids that he had. So, like, it was just greasy as fuck. So, like, I was just like, I'm just going to ride this one out just because I know, like, if once I win this, I have another fight. And after I win that one, I have finals. And if I don't want to, like, I, I knew I could have chased him all around and, like, maybe took his back or, like, done some stuff or something. But it was just, it was way too hard with his explosiveness and, like, how slippery and slimy he was. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not trying to, like, fucking gas my arms out. Well, it's also very hard to coach. Oh, I'm sorry, compete against him when his coaches are, you know, Henner, who's essentially, uh, the impression I have of Henner is essentially Robin Williams, but just for jiu-jitsu, because he talks so fast. 
So it's definitely yeah. a lot of like, hey, no, it's very good. You're doing a very good job right there. Now continue that energy and go ahead and move to his left. Very good. Very <laughs> yeah. good right there. You were doing excellent work. This man is not very good. Um, but no, he doesn't have oh, yeah. So that's not really a thing. Like, now watch they- me fight 10 people I don't even know. Just at random. <laughs> I'm just going to pick them and fight them. But Kev, I don't know if you know what the other secret weapon is. Brian, T-City, Ortega to the right. Brian's in the house. Yeah. Yeah, Brian was right there. Hey. The weird part is, uh, did you have a moment? Because, like, are you a fan of Brian Ortega? Because oh. I know if yeah. I was having somebody that I liked as a fighter coaching against me, I'd be like, but I root for you, you dick. Yeah. I was like, when I saw him, he walked into the back because they had all the fighters in the same room. And I was on my Snapchat. So I have, like, a Snapchat, you know, with all the boys um, from here. And. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, look, it's P-City. I was like, that's fucking cool. I was like, he's here. I was like, I wonder who he's, like, uh, going to be helping. And then he was helping him. And I was like, man, I, I had a feeling that maybe he was going to win his first match, and I was going to get him second round. So I was like, great. But that kid, like, he's, he's super nice. Like, he was using his, like, so right. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, you think I could use that? And he's like, yeah. And then he's, like, real chill. We talked, like, for, like, a little bit. And, yeah, he's a really cool kid. Like, and obviously, he's a freaking stud. He's an athlete. So sure. he's going to go pretty damn far. That's good that we have that win under me. What did you borrow? Too, like, what, what was the thing? The so right. The uh, you so know. Right. The, the, okay, if we don't know the, what that is, because it sounds uh, it could go a lot of ways. <laughs> the, the so right is the thing that you use. That's a U shape. It helps your back immensely. So we uh, love our friends over at So Right, and I will tell you, a lot of fighters bond over it. Uh, because every time I bring it to the gym, everybody goes, can I use that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. But I swear to God, if you take it from me, I'm going to murder you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, the thing I was laughing about, though, is uh, there's two distractions that happen whenever you have T-City in the opposite corner. The first is he just kind of stares at you like a unicorn that he is. Yeah. And it does it where he's not really saying words, but it's just like, it's a fucking good looking dude. You yeah, need to like stop staring at me, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's got some blue eyes. He's just, like, super friendly. It's like he's on flirt mode 100% of the day. He's just always yeah. on flirt mode. He's like yeah. trying to finesse anything and everything. And he's just used to it because that's just how he is, and I don't mind yes. when he's fucking gorgeous, you know? Can I suggest man, well, missed opportunity? Part, you know. This is a huge missed opportunity. Sorry, go ahead, Rap. I don't want to... No, 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 the second opportunity is just what he's coaching – there's still the Medello music from the commercial playing in the background. Uh, just because that commercial is so fucking iconic that I can't ever look at him without being like, a decade ago, <laughs> UFC fighter Brian yeah. Ortega, and hearing like that woman who does the operatic, ah, ah, <laughs> voice. Like, I cannot see him without thinking Medello and the coach he was given by his coach, James Lutheran, to keep on the streets or fight for gold. Yeah. So, as you were saying, Kev. You should have. And tell me this wouldn't go viral. <laughs> you're over there. You're obviously focused on whoever you were fighting, who's good, Avi. And, of course, mm. winning the tournament's great, Cody. Really impressed. But just for a second, can you imagine if you had quickly charted course and flying guillotined Brian Ortega out of fucking nowhere? Mm. <laughs> that would have been crazy. I probably would have got charged with an assault if I just did that. I didn't know where. Come on. He's a fighter. <laughs> I mean, okay. I like where your head's at. I want to say this. I want to publicly endorse it. But I'm just telling you, slightly missed social media opportunity. <laughs> yeah. 
And to everyone out there, th- this man's a trained professional. He had to be in a slap jujitsu match to get close enough for this. This is not some amateur challenge. That's my point. He would have been. He would have known. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he would have saw it. <laughs> he likely would have gotten knocked out. But whichever <laughs> come first, uh, and then finish the grappling match. No, to me, okay. So, how many fights total did you have? Because that part I didn't catch. Four. four. I had four, and I think I don't know. I have to like look. I don't know, but I think that was like one of the first ones where they had like a sixteen man bracket. Maybe they had another one, but like normally when I because I was watching a lot of the other combats just to study it, like see what kind of games were working, what people were doing, and you've never done what it. Was working, what was not? No, I've never done it, and I never really practiced it before. I just like till the like two days of the week of I was just like my friends like don't you think we should like game plan how you're gonna like hit people I was like uh like I think it's just gonna come natural once I'm sure. out there I'm just gonna sure. see a face I'm gonna fucking throw some shit take some <laughs> you know I'm gonna get it so I just um but I I remember watching like some of them had like the heavyweights or something like that they only had two fights they had like the first yes. fight and then their finals and then the ones before that like Bagner Rocha he only fought three times he fought some crazy 10th planet psycho guy i don't know even who he is but he was crazy he was like running at him and then he fought this other guy josh hayden and then after that he fought he fought um nathan orchard in the finals so they only fought three times so like this time we had to fight four and that was pretty exhausting props to friend of the podcast josh hayden you yes. four fights. well that was actually he had a fight against that was jason so that was baby brother oh, jason tiny tiny yeah I, I just I knew it was something with the J. Hayden. Uh, so. Hayden. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only, there's three. It's they're like Hanson. There's three of them. I think there's three. Of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it because my big thing about combat jujitsu and obviously just even getting through a normal grappling tournament, I get that pure exhaustion. But to me, the biggest fear I would have about a tournament like this is that I get through round two and my head is bumping. Because of the slaps. Do you feel that yeah. at all? Did you experience that at all? Or because you had more of a dominant run, you felt pretty okay? But, like, after your second fight, who hit you the hardest? Were you having some, well, shit, I have a few more of these to go, or pretty okay? Uh, you know, I had some more. I mean, I was, like, really tired because I went to OT in all my matches. But I didn't really, like I said, like, my face is still pretty good. Like, I don't think I have any bumps or bruises. Like, my face isn't sore. Like, no one really, like got a clean, clean shot on me or anything like that. So I kind of like, like I, I was watching some of the videos. I haven't watched all of them, but I, I remember and I saw some parts where like some people were winding up and they were right when they were about to hit me, I kind of like ducked it or I like kind of put my arm in the way and it kind of skimped off my arm. So it was good. But uh, my, it was funny because I was sitting out there. I was like, I'm going to go see what this is about. And I can't remember what the names of the guys were, but like it was, I walked out there and this guy was just getting fucking smashed like with hands. And my mom, my mom was in the back room and I was like, I walked back in there. I was like, like I hope you were ready for this. I don't even know what the fuck I'm getting myself into. I was like, some guy just got smashed out there. He's got his, his eyes bleeding. And then he's like walking back and it's just bleeding hell bad. My mom's like, what the fuck? And yeah, it was crazy. I was like, well, here we go. Yeah, I didn't really ask you about this one but why of all tournaments you decided ma you're coming with me to combat jiu-jitsu <laughs> yeah well my mom she's like super supportive you know of all my stuff and not then, the so issue like this, i get it yeah 
but um this one like she knew it was on a big stage and 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 like that and she just and it was the first one for me so she was like if she's like if you win she's like i need to be there and i was like all right well like i'm gonna be like really in the zone because i'm like cutting weight i haven't made this weight in a little bit and also i'm getting slapped so you know there's that <laughs> and she was like she's like yeah i know she, she said she was like super nervous i think she was more nervous than i was though i wasn't i was nervous in like certain parts of the tournament but for the most part i was good yeah you looked fine and your mom's a delight she was very sweet it's just you know it's not my first choice to bring a parent to a combat jiu-jitsu <laughs> match like you know local ones no big deal but when i saw your mom there and you're like oh raf by the way this is my mom i was like oh hello um this might get weird like, yeah. this is a weird one to come to, but you don't want to show any signs of it being weird. I'm pretty sure somebody coming back being like, my eyes bleeding is probably a little bit nerve wracking for the moms. But uh, yeah. it obviously paid off. Again, you didn't take you didn't. When I saw you, your face looked fine. So you weren't going to ruin your modeling career for your sponsors. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm more inclined to ask here, though. Did you develop a taste for the slapping? Because I know you've kind of mentioned things in the future could potentially be related to MMA. But to me, it looked like you were having a lot of fun with the slapping. Did you develop the want to do that more? Yeah, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't know too much like what I was going to do, like, like 100%. But I had some <laughs> ideas. So my like my idea was to go in and slap people because i was watching um that guy who won it last time the red the red guy he's like yes. killing it right now and he i was watching him and he was just like plugging people and then i was watching wagner and he was doing the same thing just plugging people and i was like man i was like this is like combat jujitsu and then like I, I i remember i creeped in to like kind of start working my like smash passing like kind of system things that i do and then I came in and I got fucking smacked and I was like, okay, yeah, fuck that. So then I was like, I think I'm just going <laughs> to sit right here and I'm going to start plugging them as hard as I can because this is like, you know, this is a lot more fun and it looks more fun. And then, and then you just don't, you don't really get many chances to like wail off on people like that, you know, especially in like an event like that. Like yeah. I don't get to, I, I don't get to hit people like that in class. Like I would never hit anyone in practice that hard, but it's like, I just, in my mind, like, I just turned it up, like, this is technically a street fight. We're street fighting, but, you know, not on our feet, on the ground. So let's, let's, let's right. go. So I thought it was, wow, I thought it was a lot of fun. And I, like I said, I've never, like, really practiced this. So I was kind of surprised myself when I was, like, my slaps were, like, whipping off pretty quick. And I was like, okay, this will be fun. I can make this, I can make it work. My slaps were whipping off real quick. You heard it from the champ. <laughs> It's amazing to me because this is also it speaks back to your gym, though. Just another high profile win. And obviously Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, combat Jiu Jitsu, anything like this combat Jiu Jitsu world. It's always it's a pretty individual achievement, but there's a real team element to it when teams start popping like yours is. So, mm -hmm. damn. And I say this a friend of the podcast. I mean, everyone Nathan Orchard's reputation well precedes him he is extremely difficult to beat in this type of a fight. So it's uh it's yeah. fascinating. What's your next, before we reveal, obviously the big win of the night and Daniel Cormier's defeat, what's your eye on in terms of how you're training, what you're training for next? What is it? Um, well, 
I right now for right now I'm just gonna like kind of like like I said just recover for like tomorrow and maybe the next day but I'll be back to training like pretty hard after that and then um getting ready I have this tournament coming up with I think a it's like an EBI thing with uh in Boston I believe it's like with um BJJ Fanatics or something they're putting on like a tournament it's gonna be pretty good and then after that I'm going to be doing like a little ADC camp um, just to help out the checkmat guys. And then after that, I think we're going to go watch the ADCs. And then we're going to come right when we come back for me and William and my instructor, we're going to uh, Europe and then we're going to stay out there for a little bit. We're going to do uh, the Europeans no gi. And then I think we're going to go to Russia and then just stay out there and teach some classes for this guy and learn a lot of good wrestling. He's got, got a lot of good wrestling over there. So we're just going to, hopefully go over there and get, get even more better. You know, I'm trying to stay as active as I can. I want to be as active since I'm a brown belt. So like, I feel like I need to get all this, like get all this, like good high level, like um, competition in so I can like win, lose, figure out the mistakes, figure out what I need to fix. So then it's like when I'm like black belt or like two years in my black belt, I'll be like a fucking savage, hopefully, you know, and I'll be really good then. Yeah, that'll you notice... be a great time. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Did you notice that when he responded to your answer that most of our guests usually say, like, I mean, you can cash me at a Naga in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Cody's definitely like, oh, I guess I'm going to Russia. I dug it. He had an uh, HR vibe to it, too. He's like, well, yeah. first I'm going to mentally take some Cody time <laughs> and recharge my yeah. batteries. <laughs> And then I guess I'll just keep beating the ever-living hell out of people and doing it in Europe and then going to conquer that and rocky myself into Russia before a few simple weeks in Kazakhstan hiking and fighting bears. And then it'll just be back to the old grindstone. Shit, I hope we get to fight some bears. That would be a fucking good-ass post. Fight a baby bear or something. I don't know. Khabib that thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's thinking about doing it for the gram and not even for his own <laughs> livelihood he's, he wins one championship belt from combat jiu-jitsu and now he's like bears are next that's the evolution guys. <laughs> yeah oh, bears no bears are cool I like well, you've had brian ortega on your snapchat you gotta up your game <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly kev should we talk about the results because <clears throat> it's intriguing to see what happened over the weekend i sure uh, the results of obviously the fights first. Um, you didn't want to get too deep here. I sure. want to start and we'll kind of fill you in here, Cody. You just bask in your glory of victory and uh, ask us any questions you want. Let's start up at the top with Cormier Miocic. Unbelievably back and forth sort of fight with some messed up faces, but Miocic uh, looks pretty damn good. No wrestling. As, as I would have kind of expected, at least at some point, from one or two of these guys. A little bit of limited takedown, but ultimately, Miocic looked like he took out a kind of exhausted Daniel Cormier in the fourth round. Here's what I'll tell you on my take on this fight. So, uh, the basic gist is, Daniel Cormier was getting some good strikes in early. And we were all wondering, are we going to see the same fight that we saw last time? This is the fight. <clears throat> that I think a lot of us were expecting the first go round. Now, granted, DC got that good crack in and the fight was over real quick and everybody was like, okay, whatever. Who cares if he has the most title defenses in heavyweight history, which, by the way, is like three. So it's not a lot. You know, 
if you really put that in context of like John Jones, who has like twenty. Well, I mean, you can, you start to think Cody's only three <clears throat> away from also holding that record. If he just won the heavyweight three times, he'd be right there. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Daniel Cormier kept trying to put down Stipe's reactions to wanting a rematch. He's like, I want a rematch. And Daniel Cormier's like, um, he just he's acting like a diva, just <laughs> demanding like he should have a fight back again. And I'm like, DC, you are becoming so petty at this shit. Yeah, you got a good crack on him, dude. Everybody congratulates you for that. But you can't tell me that you think that the dude who held on to it wouldn't give you a good fight again. Oh, wait, that's precisely why you're turning it down. So DC was putting it off, putting it off until he couldn't put it off anymore. And we've been talking about Jones and fucking Cormier 3. However, this is the trilogy we deserve, everybody. This fight right here was fun it had unexpected moments dc was complaining uh or not complaining but backstage when he talked about his loss he was saying his coaches were definitely telling him to wrestle a little bit more and that would have been more interesting to see i i think but uh, we gotta be honest here I, I don't know how much dc really wants to fight because when he walked away and he said hey you know i gotta go home and think about it i'm glad he took the i'm not gonna give you an emotional response here but part of me thinks, like, dude, he's still got gas in the tank. I still want to see that third match between the two of them. If anything, that gave us a real reason to want to see him stick it out and do one more fight, at the very least. Um, whether we get that is another question. Um, Cody, did you happen to see any of the highlights from this fight? Um, yeah, I mean, I saw a little bit. Like, I saw the beginning it looked like like you're saying uh daniel cormier was kind of like putting the pace on him like it looked like it's gonna be like the last fight but then i was uh looking into it and then it started to slow down and then i remember uh, speaker was saying he started ripping him to the body for a bit and then i think that just opened up the, that lucky shot or that right and he, he caught him with the right hand or something like that or did he did he rock him with the body shot first so there was a liver shot that really started to do Daniel Cormier in. And I think the real thing to me was you could tell early on DC knew he was pulling ahead and he felt like he had steep ace timing mm -hmm. and he started kind of almost putting his hands down in a way as to bait him in and to have mm -hmm. him react a little bit more. And I kept thinking like, I don't think you should do that DC. I think you're going to let him back in the fight. And it was almost like he was trying to do a shimmy. Like he was just like, oh, check this out. You can't touch me. Oh, fuck, I'm down. And yeah. it went very quickly uh, when it did go. And I do have to say, Kev, I was not a huge fan of the jig that happened afterwards. Me either. I, I will say nope. not a big fan of the jig. For well, guess who also was not a fan, though? Uh, well, for those that don't maybe know exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Steve A. did a little dancing jig like an Irish gentleman after the victory. And watching a big man dance is always troubling. But extra <laughs> big man in shorts in the middle of a cage on top of troubling. Who was upset? Steve A. He looked at it. He goes, I don't know why I did that. And he goes, I was Fair. just in the moment. And Fair. he goes, I saw it back. I fucking hate it. And this is, by the way, if you haven't seen the press conference, and we'll get into a little bit. I think we actually will talk with a couple of the people involved in the press conference. But there was definitely a moment that when he walked in, 
he had a purple suit that he was wearing that that coupled with his face that got pieced up real like everywhere uh definitely made it look like he had just gotten out of the world's worst prom that you've ever seen so it was a little rough but he was very very uh very upfront and admitting and i'm glad that they did bring out dc because they ended up having him uh you know recap and and say hey here's how i thought the fight went and it was actually just it was very refreshing so i I thought that was good i always love it so actually hold on before we get to joe rogan's post fight and the dance i also i want to restake my position now if that's who stipe miocic is when he's not thinking and it's just pure happiness I want yeah. to encourage the little dancer inside of him to okay. explore his get into a bar class. Like, don't stop here. I mean, find one of those pole dancing things. Like, if that's where your bliss is, you know, just find it. Also, Cody, now that you have 48 hours of experience with this, who would you rather fight in a slap match? So, I mean, I guess who's the scarier person in this regard? Is it Cormier or Miocic? Purely combat jujitsu. Um, well, they'd both murder me, but I would have to pick, um, Stipe just because Cormier is like Olympic, uh, wrestler and I would never be able to take him down. I don't even know what I'd do to him, but he'd probably just, especially if he's heavyweight, man, he looks like his belly is huge. When he's I was just going to say he was looking Jesus. rotund. Yeah, I was like, man, you're not taking that boy down. Like, he's thick. <laughs> he's thick. <laughs> it's okay, so it's Miocic. I don't know why. I agree with you. I feel like I wouldn't yeah. even be able to pull an adequate guard against Corbier before oh, I would hit. I would be yeah. hit like five to seven times. <laughs> um, we're gonna keep asking this. We want to cover the the main three fights, and we'll do some cliff notes and reveal who won over under. Anthony Pettis versus Nate Diaz. Now, Fraff and I are going to do some separate discussions because we can't keep Cody here all night. He's been slapping people. He's exhausted. He's traveling. But Nate Diaz did a whole after-the-show circuit. He did a pre-show ritual that we've been doing on here since 2012. I appreciate all parts of it, but just this fight was effing spectacular. I'm surprised how good Nate Diaz is at not getting hit in the face. This was a back and forth. I was surprised it was only three rounds. I never understand when they pull five rounds out of their ass versus choose not to. In this type of situation, it's like, we cut two rounds from a prelim. Who gives a shit? Could we use one less Brunson Benitez? Do two more to Pettis? Nate Diaz, amazing fight. Uh, some good little grappling almost moments, but a lot of pins. And I would like to see this in a grappling environment next. I'm going to pass it over to you. Ralph. Great fight, though. I was very pleased with it all around. Here's what I was most happy about. There was maybe about two minutes into the fight that all I could think about was, God damn it, I'm so happy he's back. Just this is an exciting fight. He's the right fighter to bring out for Pettis, who, you know, can be all over the place. Like, sometimes it's super amazing. Sometimes it's kind of like, I mean, man, where did Pettis go on that fight? Um, but this was great. I mean, Pettis didn't win. Oh, that's but great, Raph. Sorry. Hold on. Tight. The light's going. I got oh. I got to hang on. I got to right. pause you fine. real quick. I'm going to keep Cody on, but I got to pause Raph. That's, that's part of the stipulation. And fine. we're going to bring on greatest fighter in the world. 
Nate Diaz. Well, second greatest, I guess. He considers his brother up there, but he hasn't cl- clarified exactly <laughs> who wins. <laughs> Nate, how you doing, buddy? Yo, you motherfuckers. I told you what I was going to do out there. I you was did. like, what the shit? So, like, what What the fuck, you guys? I told you guys I was going to fucking light up at fucking weigh-ins. And who did that? This bitch. You did. This is why the parodies of your... This is sometimes, like, it's right from the, the mouth. Any backlash from Dana on the weed thing? Uh, You know, no. I told that bitch. I was, like, backstage. I was like... You do just call it CBD, it's fine, but dog, it was not CBD. I'll tell you guys that. Wink. Well, our man Cody Steele here won Combat Worlds in Jiu Jitsu. Yo, yo, I saw some of that. Cody, let me ask you a question, dog. <laughs> what's up? Okay, what's up to you too? Okay. Um, <laughs> like, did you use any like stopped and slapped? like uh attacks like did was that helpful to you when you were going out there and slapping the fuck out of people oh yeah uh, every slap was a stalk and slap came straight from the heart you know my win wasn't even that impressive now Stockton, i feel texas. even better knowing that it's a different Stockton, Stockton, texas is not a real place okay i know that i've had geography like once <laughs> Nate. actually i took it three Three or four times, if we're just believing the record. We'll see, I guess, against either GSP or uh, Masvidal here soon, right? Oh, my God. It's a gangster weight, motherfuckers. If you guys, if you bitches haven't seen my post-presser right now with Dana White and all that bullshit, like, wait for me to show up because it's the best goddamn thing you'll ever see. I swear to God, it's legendary status. Agreed. Verbal Tap fans, the one, the only best fighter in the world, except for maybe his brother. It's unclear. Nate Diaz. Smoke weed every day, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'll give Cody some props here. You chose him and you chose Stipe Miocic in your picks, sir. Uh, yeah, I definitely, yeah, you have to go with Diaz always, especially on a fight like that. But Stipe, I, I went on a whim on that one. I was like, I was like, DC's got this, but Kev got that one. So fuck that. I'm going Stipe. And I rolled the dice. Boom. Thank God. You don't know this, though. It's very interesting to have somebody who's holding a championship belt that you're interviewing who, like, at the top of the interview goes, yeah, but did I beat Kev? And I was Mm. like, dude, you just won (laughs) combat jiu-jitsu. Why are we talking about if you beat Kevin or not? I don't even think we should talk about it tonight. I think we should just move on. Yep, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. (laughs) <laughs> Give him time to recover, Kevin. That's the most important thing. Recoveries. Recovery. He needs a. He needs a <laughs> Cody trip. He's gonna go to the spa. Yeah. He's gonna yep. get his nails done. <laughs> Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa. So I have to implore everyone to watch this fight when yes. you get the chance. It is. People have used Avengers references. That works. <laughs> People have used the taking of Pelham 123 as a reference. That might have just been me. There is a lot of Transformers-based aggression, but what we're hinting at is, if you were ever curious what two 185-pound, chiseled, questionably steroided-up, very athletic fighters look like when they just run full speed at each other for 15 minutes, this fight answered the question. They look pretty effing bloodied up. <laughs> Pretty welted. 
one to three ACLs were damaged during this fight, it might have been the greatest fight I've ever seen. Talk me out. Talk me out of any part of that. Cody, you, you've got to watch this fight. This is the fight more than any other you need to go back and see. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna see how I can watch that. They wouldn't have that on Fight Pass already, would they? Or they got no. Give it a week. <laughs> Give it about yeah. three weeks, and then ESPN's gonna be like, "Hey, remember when this was on? Please watch it." Yeah, or they'll just have it on YouTube. Well, however I find it, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I heard that shit was like a barn burner, and like I just saw pictures of like fucking Romero getting kicked in the face really hard. So I was like, "God damn." <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, poor Yoel got kicked in the face. Paulo Costa didn't look great either by the end of it. Paulo Costa's yeah. a good-looking guy. And by the end of it, it was like, hey, Paulo. Uh, yeah. You're going to find hey, out. everybody. I'm here. <laughs> hey, Yoel. You. My face hurts so bad. I bet. I bet it does. You got kicked in it a lot, oh, several times. Oh, I I forgot where to put steroid for face. <laughs> now it don't hurt. Oh, hey, wishing you nothing but the best. Do you feel like it was a win because of the praise of your performance, Yoel? Oh, most definitely. You look at my fight. You see me. I look exactly the same. You look at Paulo, he not so pretty no more. No, he dropped down to like a seven. And I feel like you held steady at a six, seven. That's what I do. <laughs> it's, it's about circumstance. Uh, Joel, is your knee okay? You kept falling, no. buddy. You kept... Uh, no. You know see this because this audio podcast. But my knee is out together with un string, mm. just un baby string. Like, you know when you have food that dangle off your fucking plate like that? I, I, I do, and that's gross. So thank you for, <laughs> for the uh, vivid imagery. Verbal Tap fans, recent loser, but winner of hearts and minds. Wait, I didn't win? No, you did not. You lost. You lost the fight, technically. That's so sad. I thought I won. 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. This is news to me. They definitely said I, it to you, but you probably had a no, small concussion I, from Paulo Costa's foot, ankle, uh, Earth elbow, to Kevin, right, and How would I know that with concussion? Dummy. Oh, my God. Okay. I leave now because I insulted, but <laughs> I still love you. Just, you know, less. Thank Bye, you. everybody. <laughs> Yoel Romero, Verbal Tap fans. So before we reveal this bullshit, I'm going to give a few other shout outs. The Benitez Yusef fight was amazing. It was the only finish on the final cord. Cord. Yusef got that round one knockout. Uh, the Brunson Heinish fight was pretty good. It was pretty close. Heinish is a tough guy. Brunson's a tough guy. The Bermudez-Kenny fight was just a straight-up grappling match. It was awesome. Props to Hyagos in a loss, but... Raph, yeah. do I just reveal this? That you and I even <laughs> argued about it in pre-production? We, well, we I always make sure we are fair in our adjustments. Well, I want to give so, Cody a fucking award for somehow slapping yeah. people in simultaneous states over the weekend. 
I don't know how he managed to slap people in California. Get on over here, slap people in Denver, Colorado before making his way back to Texas. But congrats to him on a slap based victory. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, what did he win? And Or Cody, do you remember what the wager was? I believe the wager was the greatest gift of all my respect. He has it, Raph. <laughs> it is documented. <laughs> It is there. <laughs> it has nothing to do with him beating some of the best grapplers in the game Sunday in a very highly skilled competition. You know, it was this. Nathan Orchard. Who? Kevin. Um, Same thing. Of Fourth Planet? Uh, who? Uh, did he fight anyone from a real school? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I just, he had Brian Ortega in his corner. Uh, what, do you, what did we do here? What was the bet? Um, I think we had like three of them going on. We had like, uh, one sending some type of postcard with something on it saying that you're a tool or something. I don't know. And then the other one was like, go take a yoga class with goats. That would be pretty cool. Might just do that myself just to do it. We should just do that together. Like swing through Denver on your European (laughs) tour. We'll just go to goat (laughs) yoga. Yeah, and then the other one was like, so if you could find some twerk class, that would be hilarious. Oh, that was the twerking component. <laughs> that That's hilarious. right, the pole dancing class. <laughs> He's like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, he definitely buried the lead here. He's like, I don't know, it's like goat yoga, which is dope, no big deal. And then there's also like a postcard, which I mean, cool. But then, I don't know, there was a twerking thing, I guess. If you can do that, that'd be really mega cool. No shit, I might make my girlfriend take a pole dancing class. Yep. Oh fuck! Yeah, that, Hold on, I might take. I might make my fiance <laughs> take a pole dancing class with me. We might do there it. You go. I would be perfect. She would pre- prefer goat yoga. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'll pitch it as like a bachelor date. She's not going to at all look at me like yeah. a moron. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta just tell her. You gotta be like, listen, babe. We had a lot riding on DC, and he let us down. Look, it's yeah. not my fault. <laughs> Diaz got screwed by the decisions. Like, <laughs> I I was doing my best. I thought Kenny was gonna out grapple Bermudez, but I was. You know, what are you gonna do? Well, Cody, we're very happy you were able to come back on the show, especially after such a busy weekend. I knew you were getting on a flight today, and I knew the last thing you would really want to do is cut part of your celebration victory short. So we appreciate you finding the time to chat with us today, sir. Uh, yeah, no, this is, this is awesome. I'm always happy to get on here and talk with you guys. Help me out. It's awesome. Like you guys, you guys make me laugh. So that's good. That's that always bring me back. Thank God. Well, okay, good. I'm glad that was the criteria for rebooking our guests. <laughs> yeah. Being like, a guest was like, you know, you have comedy in the title of this podcast, and yet none exists. I'm never coming back. Um, Cody, uh, again, it's very cool to be able to chronicle someone's journey as they go from the week of where I'm sure they're cutting weight and they're all over the place to traveling, to getting out here, to competing, to then getting the end cap of it all, and then getting some great insight on not just uh, your own matches, but a number of fights over the weekend. So we very much appreciate your time. Where can people find you? Because you probably had a few more people looking for you after winning this weekend, I'm pretty imagining. Yeah, it was cool. Freaking um, that Henry Cejudo guy. I I wanted to go take a picture with him, but... 
he ended up like following me and then commenting on my stuff. So I saw that. You better you better watch out though, because he might be trying to go after a fourth title, and that's I think part of the reason why. Yeah. (laughs) Probably, I think his boy is gonna try and take my my shit too. He's trying to take all the belts. (laughs) He might weigh that normally too. He might be. (laughs) Probably, dude. That fucking guy. He's a beast. But where can people find you who aren't Henry Cejudo? Or who are looking to probably slide into your DMs. Or like again, Henry to Henry Cejudo who's listening and stalking our guests. Where can people find you? <laughs> well, uh, if you guys are ever in Austin, Texas, we're at Brazilian Fight Factory. We're at a checkmat school. And um, social media-wise, just Cody underscore steel BJJ. And then that's that's the best way to get a hold of me through Instagram. Cody with a K. And that's... That's yep. uh, this is how he gets great. He fights cats at home. He told us this mm-hmm. before, and we didn't believe him until we heard it in the background. Yeah, they me how to, They showed me how to throw punches and slaps. <laughs> they, <laughs> definitely, definitely explain some of your evasiveness. So I mean, there there is that. Uh, well, Cody, it's been a blast to see you this week, my friend. Uh, we look forward to seeing you competing back again very soon. But go do yourself a, sa- a solid and uh, heal up. And then, you know, don't rush too quickly back to jiu-jitsu because, you know, you can take some time off. The, the body needs to heal from all of the slapping. Yes, sir. Sounds good to me. Please note, the new number is...